Hello everyone, this is Hannah, your host, and you are listening to the Success is Routine podcast. Our show is on a mission to talk to leaders in life and business that have achieved success and to learn what their routine is. If you are ready to create your routine to success, you're in the right place. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to the Success is Routine podcast. I'm super excited to be in Austin recording this live with Michael Walters. We'll be talking about his routine. He is on the Inc. 500, number one in Minnesota, 43 on the Inc. 5000 list. And welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. And so, Michael, tell us a little bit about you and how you got started. Well, it it started when I was really young. I think Mm -hmm. I told you this maybe before, but uh, when I was a kid, I went to the grocery store every week for doing chores and I got to pick out a candy bar. And as I went, I had two favorites. I had Skittles and Starburst and uh, it really bothered me that I couldn't have both. (laughs) So I wound up realizing that there were two other packages that were a bit smaller Mm -hmm. and less expensive. So I grabbed one of each of those and I went to my mother and I said, hey mom, can I get two of these instead of the one? And initially she was really upset with me. She said, if you're going to be unthankful, you can have none. And I said, well, hold on. They're not, it's, it's not the same. I didn't just want two like more. These are actually smaller and they were basically half the price. So is it possible for me to get one of each as long as I'm not spending more or eating more candy? You know, I just wanted to be able to have two kinds. Mm -hmm. So she looked at me and was kind of stuck and Mm -hmm. she just kind of said, well, I don't know why not. And it all started there. Okay. (laughs) So my whole life was built on pursuit of and, and Mm -hmm. basically the, the rejection of or and not and embracing the what if and why not. Mm -hmm. So uh, I launched Studio 503 when I was early out of college after a few years in a a corporate job. And it basically was the idea of creating a company. And I said in college when I was coming out, I wanted to find a company that just was able to create and generate new ideas and opportunities and just continue to do that without you having to choose between, well, are you going to be in logistics or are you going to be in branding or are you going to be? So uh, I didn't find one. So I said, one day when I'm able, I'm going to start the company of and, Mm -hmm. which will be a platform to be able to say, what if and why not? And if you can solve it, it's pretty simple in business. If you have revenue and you pay your bills and you pay your taxes and you don't break any laws, there's nothing that says you can't do this and that. So that's, I put my head down and then here I am. It reminds me a lot of improv. So I started doing improv recently and the whole and and doing the next thing and not saying no to an idea just because it's absurd or crazy. And so I kind of like hear a lot of that in that. So it's really cool. And so what are some like paths that like kind of led that that's helped your routine and did you always have routine in your life well I did have routine just I was involved in so many things Mm -hmm. growing up I was in all these different sports and music and stuff so there's definitely routine to all of that and uh, but once I went out and kind of started my own company the thing you learn heavily in entrepreneurship is you now have a void of routine Mm-hmm. Like there isn't, there's no longer a, this is what you do every day. This is when you show up. This is what you're going to have, but done by when, by where. So one of the biggest challenges to that whole piece is having to figure out how to create that mm-hmm. structure for yourself in order for you to build something that can be scalable. So I struggled actually creating routine. It wound up just becoming all in every day. You know, you mm-hmm. wake up, hit the ground running, pop out of bed. You're already on your computer, checking your phone and, and on hyper mode. 
Mm-hmm. It's like fight or flight 24 seven mm-hmm. until you finally at the end of the night, you crash out probably with your phone or your laptop on and then you wake up and do it again. So it took me a long time to start to develop a better sense of a, of a more purposeful routine, but it really didn't crystallize fully until just uh, a handful of weeks ago, mm-hmm. coming back from a, a retreat, a business curated retreat with Inc. Magazine that we all went to called the Modern Elder Academy. Mm-hmm. Chip Conley is kind of the founder and the, the head of that. And we went there and went through this process and it really kind of snapped a lot of these moving parts for me into focus. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is curated now a new, a, a very purposeful routine now every day that has is absolutely transformed you know my day and my mindset and my in my life really so mm-hmm. it's it's pretty pretty important yeah so many entrepreneurs i think struggle with routine because there are so many pieces of the puzzle you have your employees you have the clients you have the growth of the business and taxes insurance and so i think a lot of us struggle with some kind of routine so i like that you shared like you're in the same place we all started. <laughs> you know, it wasn't some magical pill that you got the routine pill and none of us did. So talk to us about like, so the retreat that you went to, what were the things that you learned there that's helped develop this routine now that has like really, you know, stuck with you? Yeah, the, the first and probably the most important one, like the foundational one for me was, there's, it's basically a, there's a quote, like Viktor Frankl, he was in a Nazi concentration camp, he was a survivor, um, but it's, basically the concept is this is you know between stimulus and response there's a space and there's more to it but that's really where you can end it for for the point of this and the whole concept of that is everything that we have being in a reactionary world and a fight or flight mode we're in reactionary states Mm -hmm. so that that gap that space that's there in every single thing in a lot of times it's a split second gap so we snap react to that. We snap, we're in a reactionary mode instead of being in a very proactive mode. Mm-hmm. And that sets us up already in your day. If you wake up that way, if you start your day that way, if that, if you're not recognizing and aware that there is this space mm-hmm. by which you control the space, if you don't recognize that you wind up starting your day already in a reactionary defensive and in a, in a negative, like in a negative spiral, as I would call it. So it's like, you're, you're already setting the day in a negative tone with a negative frequency, with negative vibration, with a negative, it's all negative and it puts you on the defensive right away. Mm-hmm. So now that affects everything. If you imagine that rolls right into how you interact with your kids in the morning, when you're going through your morning routine with them to get them mm-hmm. to school, how are your interactions with them? If you already woke up in a space of negativity or stress or reactionary mindset. Mm-hmm. So now imagine the drive to work how much road rage is created by people being in a reactionary mindset and quick snap judging and snap 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 now how is it when you get to the office what if you have to have conduct employee reviews what if you have to have hard conversations with people what if you're gonna have a sales call or meeting so all the way if you run it all the way down to realizing that every single one of those places there is a space in every interaction mm-hmm. now with that and where the, the more purposeful mindfulness pieces, the awareness of that is key. Cause now you're aware you can own it. Mm-hmm. And if you own it, you can say, okay, regardless of what the stimulus is, I now own the space by which to choose how to respond. Mm-hmm. And now that, that change in your paradigm of your mindset instantly moves you from being in a reactionary 
stand to a proactive stand. So now your mindset instantly says, I now get to choose this response. And we all talk about this. Like it's, it's a thing, right? It's it, even in like religious faiths and whatever we taught, this is something that's taught, but breaking it down to something that's very tangible for all of us, regardless where, regardless of what your situation is or what your beliefs are or whatever, we absolutely do own that space. Mm -hmm. That also gives you hyper control again over your life. Yeah. Because, and that's, and when you're in that reactionary mode, now you feel like you're out of control. Mm -hmm. You're just reacting to this. The world, you're the victim to the world all day, oh. every day. <laughs> right? So, so often we're talking about that, like me and my husband, right. where we have friends who life's happening to them. And I'm like, life doesn't happen to you. Like you're, you're happening to life. You create that life. And like when you're talking about like the reactive side of it, like I know for me, like I can really identify when like if I'm in a bad mood, so I need to like, I, I'm not, I'm not going in the right lane or the left lane. I'm staying in one lane because I am angry and I know that like how my reactions will be are different. So I need to make sure I stay in that lane that is going to get me where I'm going without having to make extra decisions. But how... How do you get to that awareness? Right. Well, first, <laughs> the first part is just being aware and just accepting that it's true, that between all two points, there's a space. As soon as you accept that and you, you take that as truth, because it, it is, then you now are enabled to be able to make that decision by which to know every time you feel that happening, mm -hmm. you can catch yourself, you know, get better at it as you practice. You'll be like, oh, actually this happened. I, I'm now aware that I'm upset or I'm aware I was just going to react. Mm -hmm. And now I can think about that a little bit, be more intentional about it and now choose how by which to respond. Mm -hmm. And what that also does then is it opens up the awareness of the space, but now you can be more deliberate mm -hmm. in your actions and in your routines of expanding the space. Mm -hmm. And the better you get at this, it's like anything. It's like practice. The better you get at it, the stronger you are at it means it slows down. The reaction between stimulus and response slows down for you. And that allows you to have even much more deliberate control over not just what your response is, but you can go even deeper than that and say the, the frequency or the vibration or the interaction that I want my kids or the world or my work to experience me as today, I can actually control and choose that. Mm -hmm. So when people wind up going through points where they start to panic, or they have an issue, right? There's all kinds of ways where you, you get into fight and flight mode and your body wants to just react. The more control of that space you have, the more deliberate you can be about owning it and shifting it and then repurposing the energy in a way that you want to be received in the world. And you want to have people experience who are you at, at a much deeper level. Yeah. So yeah, that's that it's really, it comes just to that awareness and then it's just a matter of practicing it. And the more you do it, it, it just, it, it's like the lights come on mm -hmm. and it can happen really, really quickly. And you can really slow that reaction time down in, it, it, this isn't like you have to be a Buddhist monk and <laughs> for it, 80 years of practice, you might figure out how to slow down your response time. This is something that once you have that paradigm shift and the light comes on in the room, it's just like, whoa, this is actually like, I see it now. You just have to be able to turn that light on. Once you turn the light on, the room illuminates and you can see so much better. Yeah. And kind of reminds me of like, so growing up and like when you start, first start speaking, you, you say, um, a lot is because we're afraid to pause. And so kind of taking that, like to be deliberate, you have to pause and be okay with it. Getting rid of those ums and just cause so you're reacting in a way that you want to come out as reacting because if we're just reacting to react, then we're just 
not being who we want to be. And I know when we had our pre-call, you, you mentioned that, like, what do you want somebody to think of you later on in life? Like, when you're not here, what are people looking back at? And that really stood with me, like, because I, like, thought about it now. I'm like, oh, what do I really want? <laughs> like, so it helped me kind of, like, even understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. So thank you, because that really helped, like, just sitting down and thinking of it of all those things and being deliberate. And that's what it really is. So, but going back to your routine now, so like you're waking up, making sure you're creating this positive space so that you're not reacting, you're being proactive to your day. Are there specific things in that routine that help you do that? Yeah, actually I, I looked at it and I just, I kind of started thinking about what are all the things as you totally wake up in the day, what are the things you first experience? And then how can I be intentional about changing that environment for myself to set to set myself up to be in the state of mind I'm choosing to want to enter the day in. So if I'm wanting to enter the day in something that needs to be a lot more upbeat or I'm looking to be energized, like we're getting up and we're gonna go run a race today, mm -hmm. I'll actually set the music even by which my, I don't, I've, I've eliminated my normal alarm. Yeah. And anyone with a smartphone, you don't have to have the right? But by the way, think of all the years everyone grew up with being the first thing you experienced coming out in your day. It, there is nothing soothing at all about that. That sets you up instantly to be like, we might as well start the day with nails on a chalkboard or you know somebody screaming. It's, it's, it's the horrible way to enter the day. So if you actually, by using something like music, which is a tool, why do restaurants, they don't play like Metallica at a fine dining restaurant, why? Because it doesn't set the right mood. So we react to the musical vibrations, it's a thing. So why not set yourself up by using music as a tool to already manipulate by which your body will match as it experiences the first waking moment of the day. Yeah. So I've, I choose what I wake up to intentionally the night before to set me up to be in the right frame when I first enter the day. That already sets me now in being intentional when I first even wake up. I've already taken, I've already owned mm -hmm. wake up. And if you already own that part, you can own the whole day. So from there, I just build that out into, this is what I then go do to like maintenance and your teeth and your, you know, that's all just pretty normal stuff. But you can also bring that with, so you can have music playing while you're doing that. If it's something that you're gonna transition, this is my wake up. And then I use it if it's like, I wanna get energized, I'll change that to fit all the way through. Then as you go all the way down, like for me, I actually spend quiet time every morning now, like very intentional, I spend 15 minutes. For me, I've got a devotional I read like every day, it's got a thing, I read, I reflect on it. I don't check my email, I don't touch my phone, I, and those are normal, everyone's talking about that, for sure, yeah. do that, that's great. But those are all part of the recipe of just unplugging on purpose, yeah. utilizing the tools and technology you have that will enable you to set yourself up in the right mindset, and then, but own that instead of being a prisoner to it. And then you're also now owning and controlling that piece. So every way through, all the way to the point where, then when I get in the vehicle and it's time to go, again, I choose music that sets me up to how do I want to drive? How do I want to be experienced? Do I want to be that guy on the road? No one wants to be that guy or that lady. Nobody wants to be that, right? So how many people don't listen to aggressive music when you drive? Me, until I decided I don't like who I am when I'm driving when I listen to that. I like the music, but it's got a place. It's probably not for me when I'm driving. And instantly when I change it to be a different type of music that's 
peaceful and calming and soothing and centering. Mm -hmm. My whole demeanor changes. The energy in the car changes. Even between everyone, it's less stressful getting kids to school. It's less stressful getting to work. And I also even find it creates more awareness and more space. Now I'm aware, deliberately aware of all this stimulus and responses. Mm -hmm. So I'm even aware of like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was like riding up on this person. I'm sorry. And I back off. Like I just totally got lost in my thought. When I was prior to being mindful, even about the music I listen to when I drive, mm -hmm. I would have been right up on somebody without even thinking about it. And I'm that guy. Mm -hmm. And I realized like, wow, the world, what the world actually probably thinks about me is probably very different than who I really am. And it's be, be because of the way I'm choosing to tell them this is who I am and interact with them. So now I can be very intentional about each interaction over and over and get a lot more sense of the genuine authentic me is now what everyone is experiencing collectively. Mm -hmm. So when I'm not around, I want people to think who I am is exactly if I was around. If my parents are in the room or not, if my friends in this group or those group or whatever, and my colleagues, and now I have one brand, I have one self, mm -hmm. it's authentic, it's easy. And I've also now taken control of by which to have all of the crazy noise of wearing the multiple masks and mm -hmm. trying to play different roles. I only have one role, yeah. I only have one me. And that calms the noise down, which again, creates way more space between stimulus and response. Yeah. So it all begets though, by even the first choice you make on how do I want to wake up today? And I love that. I love that you've created a where you're the same person everywhere. So it's being super genuine where you're not showing up as a different person for different people. You're showing up as you regardless of who's around you. And I really love that you've created that. And I love that music is a part of that and like has helped set the day. Like I wake up to Jason Derulo trumpets every morning. <laughs> That's my song that we wake up to every day. But it's really happy. And I never really connected that because we do wake up in a happy uh, mood and like because we're not getting the e e e. So, what was the song you woke up to this morning? I've had it set to um, oh, it's the it's the light by the album Leaf. Okay. Yeah. And then, so one question, like, so routine. I find that when I go on a trip or I go on a vacation, if I like track and I track everything, because I'm an Excel person, so like every time my routine stops, it's when I go on a trip, when I go somewhere for work. So you're here in Austin, you're from Minnesota. So how has that routine been affected with the travel and how are you able to keep it? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I still wake up. I woke up to the light, which is what I've been listening to for a while. So that's the same. Uh, I go through the same maintenance routine. The, the only thing I haven't done, I've been busy, but normally I have a fitness piece. Like I spend time getting a, a workout in, in the morning. Cause that's also like, now it's out of my way. I've owned it. I don't have to worry about trying to fit it in later. So it's just, that's the one part I haven't done. Normally I would, I brought stuff to do it. I've just, it's literally, we're here on purpose for being present, other things. So I made a decision, but I'm owning like, I, if I can fit it in, I will, but that if I have to punt on something, I'm punting on that versus doing this with you or being at the founder's house for something that we're doing there. So it's like, that's the one part that I have to be a little more deliberate to try and get done. But other than that, I still spend my 15 minutes. I brought, you know, bring my devotional piece with me. I've got all of the things I've created into a very small package. that's easy to travel with. I can do it anywhere to at least set that initial pattern up. And then the whole day, there's no set pattern like and then by noon and then at one and then like, I don't have that. I just start the day in the same way to set me up in the same mindset. And then from there, I'm equipped to handle the day and react to it correctly, like proactively react and respond to how 
the curveballs and the changes. Mm -hmm. So it that's really as simple yeah. as it is yeah. for me. Well, I'm glad you're not telling people like you must wake up at 5 a.m. You must do these things. It's creating that balance with your life and not balance. I watched your TED talk. It's not about balance. <laughs> so, uh, that is stuck with me too. I'm like, no, it's not balance. We're not balancing anything anymore. <laughs> so, but let's talk about your success now. And how do you relate the success you've had back to the routines that you've created in your life? Yeah. So a lot of this stuff, like I said, I was doing some of these things, but it never snapped into focus in an alignment where like this. This is actually a, like a system or a thing that it, it, these parts snapped in. But there's plays of this throughout my whole life that have led to where I've been successful. And it, it really didn't matter if it was from athletics to you know music, academics, or business. It, it's the same mindset, but it's that positive growth mindset. Mm -hmm. I've always had that. Like I said, I mean, it's, it's the antithesis of or. And usually when I'm confronted with that, I've got this big idea or this new product. And conventional thinking is basically going to say it won't work for all these reasons. It's already been tried. Nobody's done it. It's not possible. No one else. And it, usually it's because nobody else has done it or no one else has figured it out or they've done it and they failed at it. So when I run into those, it's usually like the very first part where I'm like, that's where I'm going to focus. Cause obviously nobody is, there's a way to disrupt or look at it differently. And oftentimes people are looking at it like you see if you're on a path and there's this giant boulder in the path and you walk up to it and you can't pass through it. All you see is the boulder and right? like the tree and the forest and all that. But there's this boulder. If you change the frame by which you can teach your, your brain to work and change your paradigms, intentionally changing them by, by looking at things in like uh, laterally and like mm -hmm. lateral thinking and creativity, yeah. there are tools to do that. But it will augment and change the way that you perceive the boulder mm -hmm. to where it allows you to be able to step back a bit and see it for what it is. And once you see it for what it is, you can invent ways by which you might get around it. And once you see that, it gives you, now I can change my paradigm. I can see past the boulder and back on the path. One, it gives you like hope and purpose and direction because say, oh, there is the path. I just have to figure out how to get around this boulder. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot easier than saying, I don't know where to go because all I see is a big rock in my nose. So it, that mindset of always trying to say, okay, everything that's out there, the more everyone says you can't do it is the more I believe that it's doable. Mm -hmm. It's just, we haven't had the right assembly of ingredients, the right partners, the right timing, yeah. whatever it is. So all of the, in the business side of things, like all of the things I've been successful at is absolutely been finding a way it's like the david and goliath thing it's always been being the david and the whole world or conventional thinking says no it's not realistic you won't be able to do it and i've found a way to do it yeah. and then again and again and again so then i'm like okay here's a routine here's a pattern that this whole concept of why not and how can we and 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 yes and all of that it if you constantly are looking at that and you see things as all possible it's just like I said, you just might not have the right mixture yet. Yeah. But as long as you're on that quest of saying mm -hmm. the solution's there, we just haven't found it. Yeah. Now that it also creates again that positive momentum that keeps you like moving through it. So that that's also why relating it, relating it all the way back to the morning routine and being deliberate. Those might be things that I've chosen throughout the day or the career when things are coming up and I didn't realize I was. I was activating a space. I didn't realize some of those things, mm -hmm. but now understanding and seeing it in reverse and going, Oh wow, this is all part of the system. 
now I can actually curate it, everything from the first time I wake up, which now has even set me even more so to have more creativity, open mind space, open bandwidth, mm -hmm. more patience, more compassion, more connection with other people, which that's required to create that right recipe by which to solve that thing that I said, well, we just maybe don't have the right recipe. Mm -hmm. Now I'm way even more in tune and open to receiving and connecting with the right solutions where we can even do more things yeah. and like i really heard like being really deliberate in there because like even you know looking at all those things and seeing it to create that success you had to be deliberate to get there and i love how that goes back to the routine so i have two questions for you first one is if somebody is listening to this right now and they don't have a routine or they've never really looked at their routine to create it. What's that first step for them to start being more aware and more deliberate in their life to create that routine? Yeah, I love that you asked that. <laughs> uh, we didn't plan this, by the way. So, well, you, you mentioned this TED Talk, right? Yeah. This, this, I won't go a lot into it, but I would say this. In any situation, what you're describing to me is somebody who's stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and everyone is stuck all the time. Like we all are stuck at times, every day or every week, whatever. It it is a thing, mm -hmm. and it's a challenge. How do I get unstuck? And that whole thing addresses how yeah. do you get unstuck, and how do you start creating a upward life spiral versus a downward life spiral. When you're stuck, you're you're in the throes of a downward life spiral. Mm -hmm. It all affects everything else and everything else. So how you do that is one again just having the awareness mm -hmm. on two one there's a space now it's applied and if your life is going up or if it's going down mm -hmm. it's awareness there too that says my actions the my decisions are absolutely affecting and driving if this thing is moving upwards or if it's going down yeah. the minute you see that and own the fact that this is a result of whatever you choose it to be mm -hmm. you instantly took control again and you, the light came on that said oh wait, I'm in a downward spiral. Well, how do I get out of it? That's the second part. Yeah. Second part is, as crazy as it sounds, most people, when I'm talking about the boulder, most people try and solve the boulder in their life, the biggest thing that's weighing them down and making them stuck by trying to solve, I have to solve the biggest, heaviest, ugliest problem that's weighing on me. And we, we ruminate on it. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, the way you solve the big, heavy problem is by deciding to do something else that is going to be positive that's tiny mm -hmm. so it just it doesn't matter what it is we all have when you're in a downward spiral like that and you're stuck oftentimes there's a lot of things that are out of control for you like laundry's piled up the dishes are all over the car is a wreck the finances i forgot where my bills were now i got people whatever. i mean it's just it's spewed right i'm you know, all my fitness and all of it, my friendships, relationships, it all just starts to get affected. You don't have one thing that's glisteningly perfect and everything else is trash. Like if you say you do, I, I would challenge. Like yeah. it's, you're either, cause you're one unit, your, your whole body's either moving down your soul yeah. or you're, you're, or you're engaged and ignited and moving up. Mm -hmm. So with that, right. in this whole piece, if you always feel like you have to tackle the heaviest thing. It's very, very difficult to, to make a giant step and will yourself to that. And I can speak to this from being someone who I, I am diagnosed with depression. Like, so, and I'm, I am on medication and I got myself out of being of, you know, controlled by the depression, mm -hmm. which is chemical. Like it's, yeah. this isn't just, I'm going to will myself to do yeah. it. This is a real thing. It's chemical and it's an illness, right? 
by doing this is how I got, how I beat it. I mean, I still deal with it, but I own it. I yeah. conquered, like it does not rule me. And it's not just the meds or whatever. It's the combination of all of this, but it was the decision to take a step, mm -hmm. any step, mm -hmm. as long as I know it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And we all know what this is. Is it, do I eat fruit or do I go through the drive-thru McDonald's? Like, or whatever, whoever, you all have our stuff. Yeah. Do I actually put the dishes right away in the dishwasher? Or do they just make it to the counter? Mm -hmm. Do the socks just wind up on the floor? Like we, it, these are things by the way, that also can like create major havoc in marriages and couples and in relationships <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. These things, right. That we choose to do, they create, we know what we should do, but we betray that. When we do that, we, we kick off into a negative spiral. We start fueling that. So you know for you what would help move your life forward and serve you and what won't. Every time you make a choice, even if it's small, I'm not going to eat the candy bar, whatever. Whatever that is, every time you do that, you've changed. You've stopped the momentum of the downward. Yeah. You've stopped it. Now you've controlled it. Now you've got that space. Now you can be intentional about making that choice. And that choice absolutely will affect your experience and your life and the, and the spiral by which you, yeah. you have it. Now, by doing that, it will create momentum. And what you'll often find is that super big, heavy thing that once felt insurmountable that couldn't get you out of bed or get you, you know, unstuck. Yeah. It's not quite as big and heavy. And it's a lot because your mindset changed, the chemical balance in your whole brain makeup changed, and you rewrote the pathways between how your brain is activating, like I said, to open up opportunities by which to see past mm -hmm. the big giant thing keeping you from whatever that is. And now you've invented for yourself the control to figure out how to now work on solving that thing because it's not nearly as big and heavy as it felt. Mm -hmm before you started moving. Yeah, I love that because it's like each rock is part of that boulder and so the sock is a rock and if you're able to pick that sock up and move on, it's gonna help create that, that first step. And that's what we're looking at. How do we get that first step? And it is that, as simple as that. And I love how you made it so like comprehensible to so many people too, I think, um, because it really is start doing one thing. It, it doesn't have to be like, you're not changing your whole day to start a routine. You're changing one little thing to get there. Exactly. Yeah. So one step is choose the music by which you wake up to. That's just one step that might help you. And so, yeah, it's as simple as that. It's as yeah. crazy as it sounds, but often I found some of the most powerful ideas are they want to be in the most simple ones when you can somehow break it down. And this one, I, I live by it. I swear by it. I, I walk this out and this is actually something that I get stuck all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and I was, even when I was at that retreat, on my, our final day there, I just wasn't happy. I mean, I was like drinking the Kool-Aid the whole time. Mm. And the last day I just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it. I would have my, the chemical stuff in my brain. I was riding high for so long that mm. it bottomed out on me where I knew that happens with like mm. depression when you're kind of riding on, on a good wave, you know, that there might come a point where that runs out and then you kind of have a bit of a, you just have a, an off day and it's harder. Everything's, you just not positive. It's hard. So, but I was aware of that because I, I understood what my spiral, I understood mm -hmm. the depression. I understood this is probably going to happen. And it allowed me, I had a choice. I could either exit and just go isolate, which is what I would have normally done mm -hmm. over, you know, before, yeah. which only forgets the negative and the depression. It, you know, it won, mm -hmm. or I knew I can just take a step, mm -hmm. whatever it is, and just 
buy into what we're doing and commit today and this morning what we're doing, just if I take any one tiny little step, I knew it would absolutely change mm -hmm. the spiral. And it did. And I wound up having my best day by the end of it and the most impactful experience at the end of the day that was like the culmination exclamation point to the whole thing. And that would not have happened if I didn't hold myself accountable and eat my own dog food that said, you just, you're feeling the resistance. You just got to take a step yeah. and, and it works. Yeah. No, I believe it. Like, like as you're talking, I'm just like thinking of all these like one little steps I've done and I'm like, wow, that, like I see it now and I see like the bigger picture for it and how it all works. So thank you for sharing and being like really honest about, you know, things that you're going through and how you've been able to overcome those and look at them as a whole, not as one piece here, one piece here, because it is a big boulder that you're working on and moving up or down, like you said. Um, my second question is if you were to recommend a book in personal development and personal growth, what would be that one? book that like if you couldn't read any other book this is the only one <laughs> that's the one wow that's that's uh, that's a really strong one <laughs> um i would say i would, i don't know there's a ton right mm -hmm. that i've kind of stitched together but this the first one if i just gonna go with my my snap response on this my gut response it would be um stephen covey's uh the seven, the seven habits highly effective people. people that that really is when uh, that concept of proactivity really got got instilled and the idea about paradigms and how by just shifting your paradigm you can see something mm -hmm. totally differently so that was really probably the the foundational baseline where a lot of this stuff was kind of mm -hmm. bought in and, and built from so i i guess if there was one book i would tell everybody if i could if there's only one to read that's that's the one all right i love it that one i've gotten people for christmas because that is like my one book too and i love it um it was the first one i read in personal development just changed everything like just kind of seeing the quadrants and like putting stuff in perspective like it's made me put my phone down at dinner a lot more than before just because i'm like this is urgent but not important anyway so right. we need to put it over there so all right well thank you for inviting me to austin michael and doing this live with me and introducing me to people like i said getting me in a space like that's out of my comfort zone so I can grow as well. I really appreciate that. And thank you for being on. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I love sharing this stuff. Like yeah. it, there, there's nothing more meaningful to me. And in this like second book of my life, this is, this is the path. This is the purpose I'm on is yeah. to spend time doing these things and sharing ideas. Like I told you, I don't build, yeah. I don't build businesses. I build ideas. Mm -hmm. Some of yeah. them happen to be businesses. And, um, so thank you for the opportunity to, yeah. to share and spread that. And, um, there is one thing in closing. Yeah. So even in that Ted talk, or whatever, I kind of, I've likened and to inspire that concept and the awareness of that upward spiral. Um, years ago, I just started like hashtagging the word upward. And that's kind of like my sign off. That's my word. That's the thing I, you know, share. If I had to give people a one word, it's, it's that. And it's, it's basically allowing them to, to constantly go, Oh yeah, I, am I going up or down? This decision gets a lot easier if I know that one's going to move me forward and one won't, and it will absolutely create that, that upward spiral and things will like fall into place versus the opposite. So, so for what it's worth, yeah, like, uh, 
lean on that if you, if you want to refer back to any of this. That's the one summarizing <laughs> sign-off word. Yeah, yeah, upward. Thank you for listening to Success is Routine podcast. If you found value in this episode, share it with a friend. Episodes go live weekly on Sunday at 8 a.m. Start your week with the right routine. Like, follow, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening. Join the Success is Routine movement and get exclusive downloads and content from the guests. Go to www.successisroutine.com and follow the conversation there or on social media. Until next time, remember. As you totally wake up in the day, what are the things you first experience? And then how can I be intentional about changing that environment for myself to set to set myself up to be in the state of mind I'm choosing to want to enter the day in. Unplugging on purpose, yeah. utilizing the tools and technology you have that will enable you to set yourself up in the right mindset and then, but own that instead of being a prisoner to it. I choose what I wake up to intentionally the night before to set me up to be in the right frame when I first enter the day. That mindset of always trying to say, okay, everything that's out there, the more everyone says you can't do it is the more I believe that it's doable. The more purposeful mindfulness pieces, the awareness of that is key. Because now you're aware, you can own it. Mm -hmm. And if you own it, you can say, okay, regardless of what the stimulus is, I now own the space by which to choose how to respond.